The Christchurch massacre has shown that violent extremism is a global threat. It's focused the world's attention on the rise of far-right extremism, also on the role of tech companies in spreading their ideologies. Exit Sweden is an organisation that helps people to leave violent extremism and come back to society. They also meet and help people who are on their way to being radicalised. Robert Orell is a director at Exit Sweden. He joins me now. A very good morning to you. Hello there. Very good morning. Uh, good evening from, from Sweden. How did you get involved in the far-right organisation you joined as a youth? Uh, I think there was more factors that led to this. And uh, and if I look back, uh, there was primarily, um, I think, uh, a need for belonging and being part of something larger. I, I had quite a lot of troubles in school and there was some social dynamics that didn't play out very well. Uh, and in, in search for kind of an alternative or, or a new group to belong to, uh, I came across this environment, and I think the difference between this and others was um, in a lot the the experience of being part of something very unique and and uh, and a bit superior. And this emotional factor was, I think, very important in that sense. So you, this isn't something that you, that you learned at home. You didn't grow up in an environment like this. Not at all. And this is the the. Um, experience that we have for most of our clients that they they don't really learn this at home but this is more a, a social process where you get to know people who are in these environments and and by that you get introduced to the ideas and and radicalized uh, and this in combination of course then with experiences in life that that you need to understand and interpret and here these groups are very good with giving you a sense of understanding what's going on in your history and your life and also in society that that makes sense and gives meaning yes so for an isolated lonely boy the idea that you're belonging to a continuum of greatness that there was history behind you and a future ahead of you that would be attractive that's very strong. I, I think all of us are looking for, for meaning and for, for a system to understand the world and to belong to. And, and as you say, for, for people who are alone, it's very powerful to be part of this, even the superior type of, of environment with a very strong sense of what's right and wrong and, and how to understand the world. And is that the same no matter what ideology you, you have been caught up in? Is this the same for you know, kids who, who are attracted to Islamic State as it is to those who are attracted to the far-right groups? So, so what we see is that there seems to be a lot of similarities between a lot of, of different groups from, from violent extremism and perhaps even to religious cults and, and gangs. And it's really the, the idea of going into an environment or a group where you, where you get a lot of needs fulfilled. Uh, the, the functions in these groups would, would uh, give individuals the sense of power and control. It gives a, a sense of positive self-esteem. It creates meaning and it, it validates a lot of, of the frustration that you have or feel. Uh, but when we see this, we also see that there's always a process that leads to violent extremism and, and there's more factors that would 
affect why people join. Um, and, but, but also, interestingly, is that we see that there's also processes uh, similar that leads people out and, and help people to change. So before you got to that point, did the, was the violence an attractive part of the organisation? It really gave a, a sense of, of power, power mm. and control. So it, it, in that sense, it's important, yes. Mm. So you feel like you're, you're seizing back that power and all the humiliations can be paid back. Yes, exactly, exactly. Mm. And, and uh, a lot of people who join these groups have experiences that, that hurt their self-esteem and, and becoming involved in these environments uh, shift the focus from being a victim or feeling powerlessness or or, or not having agency to instead feeling then being in control and, and having power and, and being superior. What led you to become dissatisfied with the group? I think there was more factors as well. Uh, usually this is a process that happens over time and there's, there's events and, and processes internally that, that would help you to change. Um, for me personally, I think it was it was looking at the environment and feeling a very strong double standards within the group. There's very high morals and ideologies and ethics, but in real life, more of these groups doesn't really live that uh, ideology in, in reality. And for me, this became a double standard that didn't really uh, go together. So this was one part of it. I think another was a sense of personal maturity and, and development, and I felt there was no need to be in these environments or to understand the world in this sense, but also an, a very strong and concrete alternative. So I went into military, and this was also a way where I could also build a sense of competence and, and, and also break away from the group. Uh, so Sorry, that was the military you said you joined? Yes. Yeah, yes. right. Yeah, that's interesting. That was what a, a previous caller was saying about the reason uh, so many young fatherless boys join gangs in this country is to get that sense of brotherhood and camaraderie and a, of doing a greater good. Mm. And, yeah, and, and, and more of these environments offer this very strongly. It's not just a friend of, of a group of friends who, who collect stamps or are interested in, in specific things, but they're, they're there with this very high cost and, and this very strong sense of community. It's very easy to join gangs, to join you know, extremist groups, but I thought it was difficult to leave them. That's true, because these these groups and environments very seldom accept people to leave. They don't really, they, they invalidate everything that's outside of the group. So in these environments, you get trained or, or you learn a way of perceiving the world and re the reality. And, and in these environments, then you also learn that everything outside this group is, is evil or fake or or, or uh, bad. So you, you get trained in this. Um, 
this type of mindset. So leaving the group is usually difficult, but it's also difficult because you isolate yourself in these environments. You cut off uh, contact with family and other friends and, and you isolate yourself in the group because in the environment, in this group, you feel that you have the sense of superiority and you you know what's right and wrong and you have the truth. So you, you cut off connections with others. And this also helps then to to strengthen the sense and, and of, of course, it makes it more difficult to to take the step away and leave and you also know that your friends are um, at least promoting violence in thoughts so you also know this when you're in these groups and and when you think of, of leaving and how did you manage to navigate your way out of your gang for me personally, uh, military was a was a um, a way out because I was also out from the group for for a year, and uh, and I built new social relations. I, I had a lot of time to for myself think about my choices and my life and where I wanted to go. So for me, this was also in a sense an isolation because I knew that the, the military didn't want to. They weren't really interested in in training people with extremist views so i had a very low profile and i, I kind of cut the bonds a bit uh, for for the specific cost of the training and right. this really helped uh, me right so the gang accepted that um you know you had to do your military or they accepted that that was a a reasonable replacement for the gang Yes, exactly, mm. exactly. So and, it and would have had one, to have one, been acceptable to them. You wouldn't have just been able to leave, drop out, and work against them without suffering some consequences. That would have been difficult. That yeah. would have been much more difficult. And and uh, I think it's all about how you frame your 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 leaving. Uh, I wouldn't recommend people to stand up in in a party meeting and saying, you know, I'm tired <laughs> of this, and and this is not really what I want to do in my life, and and I want to leave. So, so this usually is very um, provocative and it's confrontational, and that that type of strategy very seldom works. So you have to build a, a strategy where you think of, of slowly distancing and, and and taking steps to to get less or less uh, involved. And that's where groups like Exit come in. And we'll take a short break and be back with Robert Orell. I'm with Robert Orell, who is the director of Exit Sweden. He was a former member of a far-right extremist group in Sweden, has since left and is now working on getting young people out of the organisations they've joined safely and also in preventing young people from joining those groups in the first place. Has your job become more difficult, Robert, with the rise of the internet? These environments have for sure changed a lot with, with the rise of internet and, and the easy accessibility of ideologies and ideas and, and, uh, and inspiration that, that uh, people can find there. Are they going to listen to you, to a person, when they can read so much of what they want to read in their own little echo chambers? That's one of the challenges that we see that people in these environments usually isolate themselves in these groups and they invalidate everything that comes from the outside. So that's one of the challenges to reach people. And usually some of the some of the um, actions taking against individuals here would be to go into argument or trying to, to overprove. And this we see very seldom helps. So what, what most mostly help is to to meet people where they are and try to understand really the process of why and how they got involved and and how and, and what we can do to really 
motivate them or, or influence them to change or think in a new way. A lot of this builds on personal relationships. Mm-hmm. So to actually meet people and spend time and, and getting to understand and getting to know them. Uh, this, is, this is the principles that we see really help training people. Do they reach out to you or uh, are are certain sites being monitored and you reach out to them? How does it work? For for our work, and we've been operating for 20 years and I've been here for almost uh, 17 of these years, our experience is that that it's difficult to reach out and have messages to, to motivate people to change. What seems to be more powerful is having people who we would call formers sharing their own experiences of how they went in and and how it was to be active and and why they wanted to leave. And these type of messages and stories seems to be effective when we talk about reaching people in these environments. Otherwise, we would really need to work with a lot of different actors. So multi-agency thinking with police and prison, probation, education circles and and work there to reach people and, and help to create this understanding of, of how to respond. So they're a bit like addicts. They have to know they need help and want help before you can effectively reach them. I think this comes back to, to most people. Most people um, have to have an inner motivation to change. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, this also applies to individuals in these environments that they really have to have an inner motivation and understanding that I want to change. I want to do something else with my life. So yes, this, this is part of the process. Do you believe that the far-right extremist groups are on the rise around the world? I think there's there's uh, researchers who map this and and seem there seems to be trends that in in some regions and some part of the world for sure there's there's a rise of activities and and groups and one of the challenges with this is that individuals um, might also be inspired by these trends and 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 feel that there's there's a rise and it's time to get activated or they would they would follow this type of trends so yes I, I I think we can see that there's there's rises uh, among these environments. And is it in direct correlation to feeling threatened by immigration policies of governments or conflicts overseas? I think it's 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 more different levels. That can be one part of it, but I also think it it comes down to the individual level. So how do I feel as a person in my society, and what experiences do I have, and what type of needs and functions is fulfilled by by joining these type of ideas and and groups? So a teenager is more likely to become radicalized if they feel persecuted at school, either by migrant groups or by by local kids who are treating him or her as the other. It's going to be more personal than world events. I think that can be one factor, yes. And then in the combination of actually meeting other individuals who are active in right-wing extremist groups, uh, I, I think that can be one of the combinations, yes. And does social media, this has been a big discussion in New Zealand as a result of the live streaming of the atrocity, does social media have a role to play in stamping down the hate speech and the sharing of of extremist views. I think we clearly see that social media is is very efficient when it comes to having your opinions uh, spread to a very wide circle of, of people, and this for sure, um, all of the violent extremist groups 
have really benefited on and, and would would work very strongly on. Just a, just a, a parallel to this is when ISIS one on, uh, was on its its, its height. It's had forty thousand tweets a day coming out from from the group. So I think in that sense, wow. there's simply a power of of messaging that's very strong with, with these uh, with these type of communication tools. Very, very interesting. Thank you so much for giving up your time to talk to us. We really do appreciate it. No, my, my pleasure. And and, uh, and I also want to take the time to, to really um, um, express from, from over here in Sweden that we were all very shocked uh, by the attack and, and our hearts goes out to the, to the victims and their families and, and all the people in New Zealand. Thank you, Robert. Robert Orell, Director of Exit Sweden. Uh, Talking to us from Stockholm, he works with a group that helps members safely leave racist, violent and extremist groups. News Talk ZB in a moment.